Hi, and welcome back to our continuing study on Systematic Theology 2. I'm Dr. John Cook. We're now to any progress, part three of our study. Today's lesson is lesson number 26. We're going to deal with the subject of worship in doctrine. Worship of God is not primarily something that's stored up and released on Sunday morning. In fact, Baptists never called their Sunday morning service or their Sunday evening service a worship service. That's a modern-day thing. They always called it a preaching service. We don't store up our worship and release it on Sunday morning or Sunday night. Worship of God is a seven-day-a-week action that every Christian owes to God. We fully worship God when we do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Ephesians 4 and verse 30 says, Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. We won't grieve the Holy Spirit of God if we obey Ephesians chapter 4, verses 22 through 29. Look at it that we are to put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Scripture goes on and says, Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more. But rather let him labor. Working with his hands. The thing which is good. That he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. This is the behavior and the kind and the right behavior of a Christian in this world. Only when this behavior is found in our lives will we not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Now to truly worship God... We have to worship him in spirit and in truth. Because John chapter 4 and verse 24 says, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. We worship God in spirit because God is a spirit. And in truth, that means sincerity. Because God requires sincere worship, not phony worship, not put on worship, but the real deal. In order for us to worship God in a right way and acceptably before God, we have to get into the Word of God and let the Word of God get into us. Now we know from 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15 that we're told to study to show thyself approved unto God a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. As we pointed out previously, 
This scripture only appears in the King James Bible. All the other Bibles of our day have removed it. It's quite evident that the devil does not want us to know how to worship God effectively and acceptably. So he's trying to take away our Bible. So rather than accept the devil's removing of scripture, let's stick with the word of God. Let's stick to the King James Bible and let the King James Bible stick to us. Now, what hindrances are there to our worship of God? Well, first, Satan certainly opposes our worship of God, and he has an ally, our flesh. Self-will stands in the way of our worshiping God acceptably, just like it did in Cain's worship of God. Sometimes we want to help God out, but God doesn't need our help. What's more, he doesn't want our help. Now, we read about a fellow named Uzzah in 2 Samuel chapter 6, verses 6 to 7. He tried to help God out. He was driving the cart on which was the ark of God when David was bringing it home to Jerusalem. By the way, God had forbidden that. He had forbidden the ark to be put on a cart. But here they were. And when they came to Nacon's threshing floor, Uzzah put forth his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it. For the oxen shook it. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah. And God smote him there for his error. And there he died by the ark of God. Yes, he was trying to help God out. But God didn't want his help. Didn't need his help. And by the way, he wouldn't have been in that situation if he hadn't been breaking the word of God to begin with. God takes serious his word. And we should take serious his words. Another place we see the same thing happen, where two of God's priests decided God needed help, and it cost their lives. We find that in Leviticus chapter 10, verses 1 through 3. Listen to it. And Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took either of them his censer and put fire therein and put incense thereon and offered strange fire before the Lord, which he commanded them not. And there went out a fire from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, This is it that the Lord spake, saying, I will be sanctified in them that come nigh me. And before all the people I will be glorified. And Aaron held his peace. Now they were trying to help God out. They were trying to present incense before God. But they didn't have the right fire. The fire didn't come from God. The fire came from man. And God killed them for it. Just like he did Uzzah. Again, we see God is very serious about his word. He's very serious about his words. We do it God's way, not man's way. We never do it our way. We never do it man's way if we want 
to worship God acceptably. Because the Bible says there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Further, God tells us that our ways are not God's ways. In Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 8, God says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. So we are to be careful to worship God as he commands in his word, and not just as we think we should. Every man doing that which is right in his own eyes. Because what seems right in our eyes leads to death, the Bible says. It is God's choice to make the rules and not mine as to how I am to worship him. We are bought and paid for by the precious blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. First Peter, listen to First Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, from your vain conversation, received by the tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. We are the servants of God. We are his children. And we are to be obedient to our Heavenly Father. It is God's to command. It is ours to to obey.